0: tom swarbrick on lbc friday evening 10 to 6 lbc with tom swarbrick this is the moment the moment when the audience all jostling expectantly in your seats gazing with anticipation and excitement at the stage in front of you lower your chatter as the house lights dim Shh. the stage is now set for simon mark's american week Tom, it was a former British Prime Minister, Harold Macmillan, who was once asked what posed the greatest challenge for a statesman. Events, dear boy, events, he is reputed to have answered. Well, this was the week when events in the Middle East, indeed a full blown crisis in the region, posed both a challenge and an opportunity for an American president battling for re election. These guys, uh, they, they make Al Qaeda look pure. They're pure evil. Last Saturday, President Biden was still piecing together his strategy to deal with what the White House was already calling a hostage crisis in Gaza. At that point, the U.S. thought around two dozen Americans were being held by Hamas following the brazen, deadly assault on Israel the previous weekend. The actual number is half that. The president spent Saturday at the White House on the phone to families of the captured, some of whom had gone public with their concern that the president wasn't doing enough to help them
1: they're going through agony not knowing what the status of their sons daughters husbands wives children are I assured them my personal commitment to do everything possible everything possible to return every missing American to their families. At one point, reporters at the White House asked if Joe Biden was becoming Jimmy
0: Carter in front of the nation's eyes, the former president who found himself hostage to America's 1979 hostage crisis in Iran. What we did not know last weekend was that in one of several phone calls with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli leader invited the American president to Tel Aviv. And behind the scenes, the Biden team thought it was a great idea. First, it would project the president as an action man on the world stage. And second, it would allow him to make the case in person that Israel's response to the crisis in Gaza must not lead to the indiscriminate slaughter of Palestinian civilians. Again, the
1: president on Saturday. We can't lose sight of the fact that the overwhelming majority of Palestinians had nothing to do with Hamas and Hamas's appalling attacks. And they're suffering as a result as well. On Wednesday, just as President Biden was
0: departing the White House to begin his very high stakes trip to the Middle East seeming disaster. We have other breaking news. Between 200 and 300 people were killed in a bombing targeting a hospital. The Palestinian health ministry is saying a hospital in Gaza City in the northern end of Gaza has taken a direct hit from an Israeli airstrike. Not clear where this goes from here. You mentioned IDF said that they are looking into the incident, that it could potentially have been a uh, a hamas misfire if you like of a rocket certainly it looked like an enormous blast hard to see uh, how that would have been a, a misfired rocket msnbc and cnn there with initial reports that pointed the finger of responsibility towards israel as we all now know israel within hours insisted the attack was the result of a misfired islamic jihad rocket but those early reports spread like wildfire, amplified not just by unregulated social media platforms, including the one we all still call Twitter, but accepted instantly by governments in the region. As President Biden arrived at Andrews Air Force Base to board Air Force One... Reporters shouted over the roar of the engines to see whether he was still going to include a stop in Jordan after his visit to Israel. The president did not answer, but already knew that King Abdullah had rescinded his invitation for Joe Biden to meet Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas in Amman, the Jordanians and other Arab nations blaming Israel for the hospital carnage.
1: I was deeply saddened and outraged by the... uh...
0: Explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. Moments after he arrived in Tel Aviv, President Biden sat alongside Prime Minister Netanyahu. Based on what I've seen, it appears
1: as though it was done by the other team, not not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've got to overcome a lot of things.
0: The president insisted American support for Israel's government and people is rock solid. He pledged fresh military assistance to the Israeli defense forces. But he also warned Netanyahu to think carefully about the consequences of his next military moves in Gaza. And that may be one reason why Israel's threatened ground offensive has not yet begun.
1: For those who have lost loved ones, this is what I know. They'll never be truly gone.
0: In an address before he headed back to Washington, President Biden, himself no stranger to personal tragedy, spoke in very emotional terms to Israel's bereaved.
1: I know you feel like there's that black hole in the middle of your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it. The survivor's remorse, the anger, the questions of faith in your soul. Starting at staring at that empty chair, sitting Shiva. The first Sabbath without them. They're the everyday things, the small things, that you miss the most. The scent when you open the closet door. The morning coffee you shared together. The bend of a smile, the perfect pitch of a laugh. The giggle, of every little boy, the baby.
0: But he also urged Israelis not to allow their fury over the Hamas attacks to get the better of them.
1: You are a Jewish state, but you're also a democracy like the United States, you don't live by the rules of terrorists. You live by the rule of law. What sets us apart from the terrorists is we believe in the fundamental dignity of every human life. Israeli, Palestinian, Arab, Jew, Muslim, Christian, everyone. You can't give up what makes you who you are. You could almost hear the rattle
0: of the dice in his fist as he backed Benjamin Netanyahu, a man with whom he has never been fully comfortable and in whom he is now placing enormous trust. Last night, back in Washington, the president explained his approach to Americans in a primetime televised address.
1: American leadership is what holds the world together. To put all that at risk if we walk away from Ukraine, if we turn our backs on Israel, It's just not worth it. Seated in the Oval Office, carefully
0: scripted, he announced plans to seek billions of dollars in assistance for both Israel and Ukraine. Repeatedly jabbing his finger at viewers, he urged the country to unite behind him, embracing an image of America that many in America and around the world will not recognize.
1: America is a beacon to the world. Still, still. Tonight there are innocent people all over the world who hope because of us, who believe in a better life because of us, who are desperate not to be forgotten by us and are waiting for us. He channeled a bit of Ronald Reagan there,
0: the Gipper used to portray the United States as a shining city on a hill. Maybe at the height of the Cold War it was, but let's take a look at America this week and hold it up to the light before deciding whether it really is, as Biden claims, the indispensable nation.
1: The quickest way to get all this working is to get a speaker
0: elected. That's what I hope we can do today. But they couldn't, much to the irritation of Jim Jordan, the congressman there from Ohio, who wants to be the next speaker of the House of Representatives, but cannot find enough Republicans to make it happen. Nor can anyone else. This is the 17th day when the House of Representatives has been at a standstill. Regular listeners will remember Republicans defenestrated the previous speaker, Kevin McCarthy, because he committed the cardinal sin of striking a deal with Democrats just in order to keep the U.S. government open. So all legislation in the beacon of Joe Biden's democracy is on ice. And worse than that, some Republicans in Congress say they have received threats for refusing to back far-right figures like Mr. Jordan. CNN secured this audio from a voicemail left for the wife of a Republican congressman. Why is your husband such a pig? Why would he get on TV and make an asshole of himself? Because he's a deep state prick? Because he doesn't represent the people? We're going to come follow you all over the place. It gets a lot worse than that, but you get the gist. A beacon for the rest of the world, Tom only if they can find their way out of the very dark cave in which they are currently entrapped. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week.